that's not just a statement. In a moment in the twinkling of an eye, he will appear just like COVID did, just like other things have. And so tonight we genuinely joy at the privilege of being a part of him. And uh, I'm going to read off some of these names so that we will go to prayer. So you may be seated for a minute. Samuel Williams is in ICU in Plano, had a heart attack. Judd Bryant and needs a special help with a cancerous mass. Cindy Pinson's granddaughter and baby. Wendy May. James Harrison. Glenn Hines. Rodney Harrell. Brother Dickey is having several health issues, but they're having some victories. Gloria Erskine and Greg Morton. And we need to pray for every preacher in this city, every facility, that thing even reminds people of Christ. It is one of the greatest opportunities that we have to have angels rewarding our prayer, helping us to facilitate the greatest revival of the last day. It will happen. It's prophecy. It is the same as he will come. He was born, and he will come back again. So as we stand tonight to pray for these people, if you have a need in your body, please feel free to come to the front. Brother Griffith and other ministries will pray with you and for you. We have several men here tonight that have a real word of faith and a strength in their spirit. Father, we thank you tonight for the covenant that you have given to us. You said, I will be with you whilst you be with me. And we are here in your presence. We are believing and expecting reports of victory for every one of these people. We bring the blood of Jesus. We bring the power of the resurrection. We bring the authority of the word. We bring the glory of your promises. In the name of Jesus, I praise you. I've we thank you for the privilege. Hallelujah. But since for Tomorrow, there's Let's thank time. him for listening to I our prayers. But in every situation, God gave me blessed consolation that my trials come to only make me strong. I've had many tears and sorrow, many questions for tomorrow. Didn't know what to do, but in every situation, God gave me blessed consolation that my trials come to only make me strong. So in God through it all 
places And I've seen a lot of faces There's been time That I felt so all alone But in my lonely hours Yes, those precious lonely hours Jesus let me know that I was all his own Now I thank God for the mountains I thank him for the valleys And I thank him for the storms brought me through for if I had never had a problem I wouldn't know that God could solve it I wouldn't know what faith in God could do so through it all through it all I've learned to trust in Jesus I've learned to trust in God through it all through it all I've learned to depend upon His Word now I thank God for the mountains thank Him for the valleys and I thank Him for the storms He's brought me through I have never had a problem I wouldn't know that God could solve it Wouldn't know what faith in God could do Through it all Through it all I've learned to trust in Jesus I've learned to trust in God Through it all I've learned to depend upon His Word. Yes. Praise God. As you're seated, I'd like to remind us, the 20th Church, Children's Church, Animal Safari, the 22nd Ladies United Fellowship, and please sign up in the foyer for that the 27th Children's Church and Back to School Celebration, 27th Monthly Mission Pledge, our September events, 8th and 9th, is North Texas District Men's Conference. How many of you men's ever been to one of those? Raise your hand. They're always great, and I thoroughly enjoy them. When I can go, I've been to most of them myself, but... Uh, Calvary Pentecostal Church in Euless is where that's going to take place and the registration is open online at Eventbrite and so if you have any trouble with that uh, please feel free to call the office or get a hold of one of us and we will try to make sure that you get uh, through to that we are thankful for everything and I'll tell you particularly Recently, our youth department has absolutely uh, been generating 
a high level of spiritual uh, power. I credit that to each of you that are elders and people that have maintained the integrity of the United Pentecostal Church effort and the glory of the Lord. As I watched those people this past Sunday night, some of the newer ones, and saw the tears and saw the joy, it was absolutely a thrill to be a part of the leadership and part of such a great people as you all and others that, uh, for whatever reason, could not be here tonight. But what a joy it is to know that in this city there is a true living spring of water, a life of spirituality that offers whosoever will anything that they might need, doctrinally, spiritually, educationally. We are blessed to have a group of people that know what the book is about and what Jesus Christ lived and died for and is coming back for. I praise his wonderful name. And I may get in trouble for this, but I can't thank God enough for the lady sitting at the piano tonight. She is uh, constantly making sure that everything is best and so many of you help her accomplish those goals and so it's it's a beautiful thing the ushers are coming right now to receive our evening offering and uh, your constant giving and making sure that this place is uh, workable and affordable and joyful father i thank you because of the ministries in this church and the efforts that so many people go to. Their constant giving to make sure that this city has an alternative. And I pray the anointing of God upon their homes and upon their families as they give to keep this place so alive in the Holy Ghost. God bless you. Well, I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. You gotta make it to heaven somehow. Though the devil tempts me and tries to turn me around. He's offered everything that's got a name, all the wealth I want, and worldly fame. If I could, still I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. I started out traveling for the Lord many years. Ago. I've had a lot of heartache, had a lot of griefs and woe. But when I would stumble, then I would humble down. And it's then I would say I would take nothing for my journey now. I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. I've got to make it to heaven somehow. Though the devil tempts me and tries to turn me around He's offered everything that's got a name All the wealth I want and worldly fame If I could still I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now There's nothing in the world that'll ever take the place of God's love 
silver and gold can never buy a mighty touch from above. When my soul needs healing and I begin to feel his power, it's then I would say I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. Well, I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. I've got to make it to heaven somehow. Though the devil tempts me and tries to turn me around. He's offered everything that's got a name, all the wealth I want. And worldly fame, if I could, still I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. Well, there's nothing in the world that'll ever take the place of God's love. Silver and gold can never buy a mighty touch from above. When my soul needs healing and I begin to feel his power. Say I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. I've got to make it to heaven somehow. Though the devil takes me and he tries to turn me around. He's offered everything that's got a name, all the wealth I want. And worldly fame, if I could, still wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. If I could, still I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. Praise God. Praise God. God bless you. You're welcome to be seated. Tremendous opportunity that the United Pentecostal Church has with ammunition from long ago and that's ready to go every day. I would encourage you to pray for your Sunday school superintendent and his wife. They almost got to go to, was it Hawaii? Alaska, yes, but uh, things happened, and I think they're on their way home. Is that true? They're home, and that jet was quick. Wow. Well, anyhow, we're glad they're safe, and uh, we're thrilled that things are as well as they are. I encourage us to really do the evangelistic thing in this generation. People don't mind cursing in front of you. They don't mind being jealous and envious and emanating all kind of awkward moments in stores in driving, and in every other setting. And so it's only right that the children of light have a boldness and a tenderness that goes with that boldness. And so I'm, I'm believing that God is going to hopefully take advantage <clears throat> of tonight and renew in us.
us who we really are and what we're really all about. When the, the Bible said, be ye Christ, it, it, it didn't just equivocate. It didn't have like elasticity. It's like a very direct statement, be ye Christ. And so we want to talk about some things tonight, hopefully, that will help us. Did we ever get that? Got it? Uh, I want to use that if we can to uh, realize that we are living in a world with so much mixed theology. And uh, when the Bible says straight is the way, narrow is the path that leads to life everlasting. Broad is the way to destruction. And so you and I have lived to live with that setting taking place. 101 oneness movements, 360 religious systems across the uh, American and foreign countries. And so you can imagine the need for looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. It's not like I, I would like these four things from him or I'd like these seven things from him or I would like all the gifts of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit. And, but, uh, uh, you know, my neighbor, he can just make it for himself. But that's not the deal. Be ye Christ is the deal. And so uh, imitating Christ is the critical issue of the hour. And so we live in a world of mixed theology in a lot of varied areas. So John 1 and 1 helps to settle some of this. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by them. Oh, oh, that said him. Did you catch that? That's what the world does. They pluralize a lot of things in order to gain reputation for themselves or their ingenious capabilities. All things were made by him and without him was anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light, not them lights, the light, in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Now, let me say this before we get too far because it has become a real argument with people in religious settings. That will never work. Be ye the light. Be ye Christ. You don't have to argue with people. Just tell them how you got to where you are and let the obvious, the Bible calls it a living epistle, known and read of all men. That's why we can't have a lot of variance in our idealisms concerning Christianity. Christianity is be ye Christ. 
the beauty of Pentecostalism is that it was a doorway to move into Christendom so that the power that happened on the day of Pentecost was revered and amplified. So the light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light, not their light, the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, John, but was sent to bear witness of that light. And that's what we are doing by keeping our eyes focused, regular prayer, regular quotation of the Word of God. Every time that you quote the Scripture, it literally cleanses out any doubts or fears because here's what happens. You shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free from the law of sin and death. That's this flesh. And this flesh in it, the Bible said, in this flesh dwelleth no good thing. That's why he said, except a man crucify the flesh and the lust thereof, he can't be my disciple. You cannot follow and follow our ambitions and then try to follow his at the same time. And so that's the critical issue of the hour. And so in our life, imitating Christ and the joyfulness and the gloriousness of that, Hebrews 13 reveals some beautiful things. Remember your leaders and superiors in authority, for it was they who brought you, to you the word of God Observe attentively and consider the manner of living or the outcome of their well-spent lives and imitate their faith, their conviction that God exists and is the creator and ruler of all things, the provider and bestower of eternal salvation through Christ and their leaning of the entire human personality on God in absolute trust and confidence in his power, wisdom, and goodness. Now, that's the amplified version, but it doesn't do any damage to the KJV or other uh, well-meaning settings. So in this, we began to see the astuteness of looking straight into Jesus Christ. And so Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John were four people that looked at him, followed him, and they followed him to action. That's where the book of Acts. And so they acted upon their venue with Jesus Christ. Now for us to be able to share that with people is critical. It's not about... Oh, you got to talk in tongues. That, that came later. Building faith is the critical issue. The B 
being born again of the water and the spirit is a critical time in the build-up faith issue. I have seen so many people in a rushed fashion hurry up and try to get the Holy Ghost and talk in tongues, and you have been privileged and absolutely horrified to see them talk in tongues on Sunday night and never show back up. That's sad. So somehow we have got to come to grips if we really are going to save our city and we are really going to create a huge revival atmosphere, there has got to become the passion of the Christ all over again. I will give my life to this whole concept. I want my kids to see that kind of life. I want my neighbor to see that kind of life. Jesus' life. A man that could suffer different privations even from people that were well-meaning that he healed their friends, he healed their families and they still would not follow him. So when we talk about tonight be ye imitators of Christ we are talking about praying not my will every day. We are talking about during the day when our will tries to take over and say, God, cleanse me from all evil. All evil is that which doesn't have a conformity to the word or faith in the word. So in, in these settings, we contend for the faith which was once delivered to the saints. That was in the book of Jude. And uh, conservative religion holds to doctrines. Liberal religion holds to works. We hold to both. We don't surrender one for the other. We don't damage the one in order to do the other. We believe there is one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. We believe that Jesus Christ died for the sins of the world. We believe that through faith we can repent and get rid of every one of our sins. We believe that worshiping God is the only way to imbibe the presence of God into the vocabulary of our heart and our hands, the way we treat our neighbor, the way we treat each other, the way we forgive people before they ask, the way that we manifest the God side of life it is the spirit of the Lord that maketh the powerfulness of the church. And so tonight, I think we ought to stop a minute and just praise him that all these years we have held to the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Thank you, Jesus, for the covenant that you made with us. You have never been away too far that we couldn't get forgiveness. You have never despised our coming back to you after living in weakness. You have always elevated your word to us when we called on your name. 
We praise you for the brotherhood. We praise you for the sisters. We praise you for the family of God across the world. And I come tonight because you have come to us. Why Christ is come, came to seek and to save that which is lost. All of us were there. I am so thankful that he still has a body of believers that daily try to witness to their neighbor, to their friends, to the people that they shop with, the people where they go that do this and that and the other with, but we don't try to force them. That is one of the critical things and in the hurry, worry, bury schedule that most people keep, we, we want them to come to church, get the Holy Ghost, and then be holy, and all of that happen in just a short order. It didn't happen when you was born. You just kept wearing diapers, thank God, for weeks. But some of you not going to crack a smile. I don't care what I say. Some of us can be thankful that after years of being around joy, peace, and righteousness, we had some weak moments. When the Bible said if you have ought against somebody, go to them, it's a whole lot easier to talk to somebody else about them first. Jesus comes directly to us. And if you know of a brother or sister that's in fault and you go to somebody else, that is involving gossip. That's involving tail-bearing. That eradicates that philosophy and theology of the book. Go directly to them in the spirit of meekness and fear. That is critical, folks. We are not going to let this stuff slide. We're not going to let the enemy come in and steal what we got rid of. That's, that stuff is way too beyond. Why Christ has come, he came to forgive. And so what the Bible says that we are to do, forgive people before they're asked before they ever ask you, forgive them. That keeps your heart clean. God, for Christ's sake, forgave us before we ever asked for it. That's straight out of the book. So if you don't forgive your neighbor, you are already got spots in your feast of charity. That's what the Bible calls elements that began to work in you, to aggravate you, to upset you, and to rob you of the peace and joy of holiness. You say, Pastor, that's coming straight down the line. That's what we've got to have in this day. This thing's about over. Time shall be no more. Thank God we've got another night. We can do whatever we want to do. And so restore is one of the greatest things that any of us can do. 
when you see a brother that has fallen or a sister that has fallen, the Bible says go to them in the spirit of meekness and fear and let them know that you have had weak days and let them know, not let other people know, oh, I guess so-and-so must be about to give up the church. That's wrong, folks. That's the way that the spirit of hell works. The spirit of God says go to them in the spirit of meekness and fear. And we have got to acclimatize ourselves to straight is the way, narrow is the path that leads to life everlasting. Those are scriptural powers and patterns that cannot be, we cannot afford to corrupt them in any form. We don't need somebody to pat us on the back for doing something wrong. We need somebody to pull us out of the miry clay just as the blood and the power of the Holy Ghost is trying to work through the word to bring us to the straight and the narrow. Matter of fact, let's just pray right now for every preacher in this city that God will give them a covenantal realization of what's going on. Father, we're not here to go through some little routine. We are here to bring our hearts and lives to the straight and the narrow. And I'm praying for every preacher. I'm praying for every person that even names the name of Christ in any form. You said for us to call on you in the day of trouble. And you would hear us. And this church, we love this covenant that you've made with us. We are here to restore the joy the glory, the power, and we are planning on casting out more devils over the next few months in our path. We are counting on moving and eradicating all the cheap junk of religiosity. We are going to introduce our world to the glory of the resurrected Messiah who has all power in heaven and in earth and gives us the power to live above sin and iniquity of both. Hallelujah. Why don't we praise him just for that privilege of covenantal prayer. God, we're here. Thank you for restoring us. Thank you for forgiving us. Thank you, God, because you're giving us a renewing of our consecration. Save. I looked it up some time ago and the word save or saved has got so many multiplicities associated with it. So you have to study whichever area you're talking about when you're talking about saved from this or saved from that. Born again is the critical issue. Living godly and holy is the critical issue because I am watching people that take one scripture that has the word saved, and my statement is, and of course you've already heard it a few times already, but saved from what and saved into what? You can be saved from smoking or lying or cheating and never move into holiness. So we're not just saved from lying, we're saved into elevating truth. Am I making sense yet? We're not just saved from cussing. We're saved into restoration. By faith, we quote the word of God 
and we restore the vitality of the mind and we elevate the spirit of truth and that restores the spiritual man. So those are critical things. And so then comes the abundant life because then you have not only your relationship with God, you have your relationship with having, having saved a brother or saved a neighbor or saved a child or restored somebody that somehow got off track and so that becomes an abundant life. It goes beyond us into that abundant overflowing and what a joy that is. So a study of what Christ did is phenomenal. He increased our understanding of life. It's not just being able to quote one scripture. It's not just being able to have one experience. It is one day after a day. And so it's not on the scoreboard here tonight, but you are the light of the world. So be ye holy is only an adequate statement because if you are the light of the world and your attitude gets sour or your way of handling life gets off of the straight and the narrow, then the testimony lacks luster. And so the increase of our understanding of life is huge. The increase of knowledge. The Bible tells us that study to show yourself approved of God. In other words, when you look in the mirror or you look in the Word, you see yourself. That's huge stuff. When you start reading those epistles and uh, all the way from Romans to Jude, and you sense that there is a categorical statement from the apostle trying to bring those Corinthians. I don't know. I mean, it's no wonder he had to write two books. They sent, they, I mean, mothers going to bed with their kids. I mean, how, how horrifying was that? That, that? that stuff is, it's huge. So Paul is writing to the church. Hey, look, this, this has to go on. And, and, and he writes to the young ministers. And, and so our increased knowledge of heaven, our increase of our capacity to live life. Somebody needs to really be able to understand rivers of living water. Not a trickle. Oh, thank God we finally got a little breakthrough. You can have a breakthrough in your car. You can have a breakthrough when you want it. I'm telling you in your backyard. I'm telling you in your fishing boat or in your airplane or whatever you got. I'm here to tell you you can have a breakthrough and have an overflow of glory that will literally spill out in your vocabulary, in your, your thrill of living. I'm here to tell you it's joy unspeakable 
and full of glory. That's where we're living, and that's where at least we're saying we live, and that's why we've got to have the preaching of the Word or the pumping us up every week and every day, whatever it takes. Revive thy works, the Bible said in Habakkuk, in the midst of the years, make wrath known, let wrath make known mercy in the middle of all the hell that's breaking through. Let heaven shine in the middle of all the frustration. Let the wisdom of God illuminate the path. Ladies and gentlemen, it's in our hands. We've got the opportunity to chase the devil, not the devil chase us. We don't need to feel like we're being chased. I'm telling you, we're the light of the world. We are the joy of heaven. We are the wisdom of God if we are living in the light. The devil's scared to death of a church that is living in the blood, in the authority of the name. He cannot take the name of Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ cast out devils, I mean, they ran. And that's what his church does. And that's what we ought to expect. Our increased capacity to live life. Demonstrating a life beyond sinfulness. We should never have to go outside of joy and peace and righteousness in order to treat somebody like we think they ought to be treated. Fortunately, God created Tammy like she wanted and needed. Would you turn around and give them that smile? How long have you had that Holy Ghost? Can you turn around and give them a shout of hallelujah like? (laughs) Is that awesome? And there's another Tammy Wynette that sings a different song. But you sing about the joy of the blood. You sing about the joy of the name. You sing, I'm telling you the truth, uh, that cricket's coming after you. Despise not the day of small things, is what the book said. Has anybody got a Kleenex that would come and wrap this little cricket up for his grave oh there you go yeah he's like some of my friends hard to get loose hang on to Did you let that critter loose? I've seen some people do that with their Holy Ghost. As soon as we get that baby buried out there. Don't tell me we don't have one of the greatest church families in the world. Demonstrated a life beyond sin, a study of what Christ did. He demonstrated it. He was willing to take the blows 
That's what the church does. He was willing to take the hypocrisy and love them in spite of it. We can be thankful for that. But we don't want to deceive ourselves in thinking that because we got it, that we got it all, and it really don't make any difference how many people we convert. They were daily found out Jesus was in their midst. Demonstrated a new and glorified body. He became sin who knew no sin. That we through him could have a spirit that was totally pure. Totally powerful. Totally glorious. Totally in line with his word. Anytime a spirit is not fit his word, it is a wrong spirit. That's right. So the spirit of Christ, God was in Christ. The Holy Ghost, according to our teaching, is God. And so if God's living here, Humanity can't be doing the voting. You say, Pastor, that's stout stuff. You're going to live forever somewhere. We are going to live forever, and some of us, based on the color of our hair and lack of hair, we don't have a long time left here. And I am pounding the altar. I am pounding the path to that old rugged cross. I'm not willing. You have put food on my table for 40 years. You've blessed my kids. You've blessed my family. If you think I'm going to preach a false doctrine and live in, in, in a, a weird way of just to try to celebrate a crowd, that's not my purpose. I'm here to get you out of hell and to keep you out of hell and to keep you on the straight and the narrow and keep you full of the Holy Ghost and keep you fired up and keep you as an evangelism. I'm here to tell you this world's waiting on the church and Jesus Christ made sure he got here and now he's saying, I am in you the hope of glory and I hope you get the glory to the streets because I don't want to be living in a prison. Our voice ought to tell the story of righteousness, peace, and joy. Only humans have that opportunity. I wish that right now, matter of fact, I'm just going to ask it. Some of you young men that are over 50, I mean under 50, would you go find one of the older men and tell them how much you appreciate their life? Hallelujah. 
There's some wonderful people. Hallelujah. And maybe some of you older men can go to some of the younger men and tell them how much you appreciate them following the principles of the faith. Hallelujah. I promise you, we're, we're going to have church services that elevate the glory of the Messiah. We are going to see more miracles in the next few months and years than we have seen in the last 10 years. That's the kind of people that are coming to this assembly. They mean what they come for. They mean what they're doing. They are sold on the blood of Jesus. They are sold on the word of God. And I'm sorry that some of you couldn't be in this service tonight, but we're glad you're online with us. Just be praying for each other. Be praying for all of our new converts. Be praying for the city that's looking at this assembly. Only humans have this kind of opportunity. May we let our light so shine, as the Bible said, so that they may see our good works. It's time for us to find some new friends. Don't get rid of your old ones. It's time to find some new friends. Jesus left heaven to come create some friendship. And if Jesus left to sacrifice, to come to the people that were in darkness, certainly that's what we ought to be doing. We ought to have fellowship one with another, but we ought to be breaking bread with some people, inviting sinners, backsliders to our homes, fraternizing, Go buy them a donut or something. If you, if you nearly broke, ask them if they got any money so that y'all can both go together. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's high time, the Bible said, that we awaken. That's in the book of Romans. It's high time for us to awaken. He told the church at Rome that, and I'm telling us that because I think he was right. It's high time for us to awaken to the privileges, the powers, the victories, the glory. I'm here to tell you we got testimonies. All you got to do is look around this building and you're going to see people that got drug out of alcoholism, got drug out of all of this, and they are living a consecrated, glorious life. But that light needs to get to the dark world. That world of darkness has got to feel the impact of a church that is blazing with fiery passion and power that totally annihilates the work of the flesh and annihilates the work of the demons and devils. We're not worried about anything. I said we're not worried about anything. There's no reason for us to worry. We are in Christ Jesus, a new creation. Worry belongs to the devil. Worry belongs and fear belongs to the carnality of life. We're not worried about dying. We're not worried about hell. We are worried about only one thing, and that's going backward instead of forward. He will come 
with our reward. I wish somebody would read Revelation 22 and 12 to us. I said, he will come. When you do the work of God, I guarantee you God's going to show up. When you invite a sinner over and, and, and let them know that you care about them and a backslider, it's much easier to talk about a backslider than it is to feed them and tell them, man, I tell you, I remember when you used to come to our church or when I saw you full of the Holy Ghost and, and I just want you to know I'm going to brother up with you. I'm going to sister up with you. We're not going to let you go to hell. I don't want to go to hell and I don't want you and your kids to go to hell and whatever I can do to be your friend, that's what I'm going to do. Jesus made him himself friends with the sinners. And my what? My reward is with me. I come quickly. And my what? Every man according to his works as shall be. Ladies and gentlemen, there's some of you that are sitting here tonight. You have got so many things that he is going to hand you an accolade for. They sh I'm telling you, I'm looking at y'all tonight. And, and the cream of the crop is, is not all here, but there's a plenty of them that is here. And his reward is with him. He saw enough good in us, though, when we were bad. I'm embarrassed to go back down the path. I'm embarrassed to think that I lived in one of the greatest homes in America for several young years. I am thrilled that he called me out of all that junk. I can't keep praising him enough. I cannot thank him enough for getting me out of a path that would have led to a terrible future. I am shouting happy tonight for one reason. He brought me out of the miry clay. He placed my feet on a rock to stay. I, I'm here to tell you, my heart is burning tonight, and I thrill at the crowd that is in this place tonight. It's obvious that you feel that way about it, but we're going to just dust off the residue. We're just going to renew our commitment and our hope that Jesus Christ is Lord, and he saw enough good in us to live among us. Total purity. I can assure you that when your fire is where it needs to be, there will be no contamination that can live with the fire. You're not going to be consumed by the junk. But the people that you bring into your fiery spiritual glory will find that they've got awkward stuff going on in their mind and their heart and their life. That's what we're going to do. We're going to go to those who sit in darkness. He called us out of the world. He teaches us every day. He died for us. And he promised a future 
despite. We can't claim that he's in us if we're not doing that. Christ in you, the hope of glory, and we're not doing this. That's the spirit of the Christ. The power of the Christ is the Holy Spirit, and the power of all that is the Word of God. Other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid. Jesus Christ himself, the chief cornerstone. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God, and the Word became flesh. You cannot separate any of the Word from the will of God, the power of God, the structure of God, the organization of God. And I want that Word bursting loose in my voice every day. Somewhere, 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 there's a person in darkness every day for us uh, to just shed a little light of love, a little light of hope, a little light of courtesy, a little light of kindness, uh, a little light of gentleness, a little light of meekness, a little light of the glory of the Lamb. I wish somebody would praise him because all of those components live inside of us. I mean, it wouldn't do us wrong to just really shout unto the Lord, thank you Jesus. Thank you for calling us out. Thank you for calling us in. Thank you for living with us. Thank you for leading us. Thank you for doing everything you've ever done. Every good and perfect gift cometh from above the father of light in whom there is no variableness neither shadow of turning if he's not variable we're not variable we're not going to lean to the left we're not going to lean to the right we're looking unto Jesus the hope of the world the hope of glory the hope of mercy the hope of forgiveness I'm here to tell you we got a reason to dance and shout like we've never shouted and danced I'm telling you he loves to see a shouting people. Nobody could promise you the future that he has promised and then empower and reproduce himself in us and then he's coming back for, I wish you'd say it loud. I wish you'd say he's coming back for me. I'm here to tell you he's coming back for you and me and I can hardly wait. I can't imagine what it's going to be like but I know this, that what we're feasting on now is still joy unspeakable and full of glory. I'm telling you the half has never been told. I'm telling you the glory has never totally been revealed and he's here and he wants us to imitate him. All alternate options lack. That doesn't mean that some people have not gotten a bite of bread. It doesn't mean that some people have never tasted of the wine of the Holy Ghost. They just didn't learn to live with it. They didn't just, they just only got enough bread to sort of count them as a life that tasted. But uh, living the bread every day makes you where you can do what the book said. Tramp on serpents 
and scorpions and over all of the power of the enemy. Did I say that we're not worried? Did I say that a while ago? We're not worried. We've got the bread. We've got the spirit. We've got the name. I'm here to tell you, you can tread on serpents and scorpions and over all of the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you when you're full of the glory and the victory and the power because the devil runs from that kind of experience. I'm here to tell you, we're not going to be running from it. We have run into the mercy. We have run into the glory. We have run into the power. We have run into the wisdom. We have run into the knowledge. We are running the race that was set before us and we're not getting out of it. We're going to keep the faith. We're going to fight for the faith. We're going to love one another in spite of whatever. I wish somebody would stand up and give him the hallelujahs that he deserves. You're not praising pastor. You're praising the word. You're praising the Holy Ghost. You're praising the blood. You're praising the bread. You're praising the future. Oh, my God. There's a glory cloud hanging over this city. There's a glory cloud hanging over this Wednesday night meeting. God is determined. I'm going to have a bride. I'm going to have a church without spot or wrinkle or any such thing it's going to be joy unspeakable every time I look down I'm going to smile sweetheart if you'll come up to the piano life is the test now you can be seated for a minute death is the rest not bad to die when you know you're in the arms of the Messiah because you know you're fixing to get a new body and as much as you have done it to the least of these you have done it unto me I cannot thank you enough God Can I thank him enough? I mean, I, I never did rob a bank, but it is still a few dollars. I never did murder anybody, but I sure hurt a lot of feelings. And Brother Jerry, he, he called me out and said, I want you to be my disciple. I want you to be part of my heaven. I want you to be part of the entourage that gets a new mansion over in the glory world. Brother Les, it looks like you're into it too. Aren't y'all glad Brother Les made it here? Yes. If you ever need any money, call him. He's got a, how's that little uh, Bible study thing going? And, and we, you know, we've got some older people here tonight that might not mind sharing a word with you. Some Is it Saturday still? What time? Uh, do y'all have any idea how wide range he is? Do you know that he actually goes over to that big car race place and does some? Uh, do you still do a little of that talking and communicating over there? I'm threatening to go. I have never been, but 
if Brother Les can handle it. And, and you know what he does, isn't he? He's a farmer. He's a banker. He's a farmer. And, and then he gets on the radio and tries to tell them how well the ball teams are doing. That's not just some idiot over there. Glad he's here, aren't we? Did any of you ever see his daughter run the aisles the other night? Several weeks ago. Boy, I saw that thing coming around there and I said, Good night, Almighty. I must be a great pastor. <laughs> then I realized it wasn't being a great pastor, it was having some great mother and dad that taught a little girl about worshiping Jesus. So many of you have got some of the great things. Oh, that I may know him. The power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering is what the rest of that verse says. Oh, that I may know him. I wish you'd say it with me. Oh, that I may know him in the fellowship of his suffering and the power of his resurrection. In other words, death and the fear of death is not going to get us down. We're not going to spend time worrying about cancer. We're not going to spend time worrying about diabetes. We're not going to spend time worrying about all that stuff. We are going to look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who thought it not shame. When we are gone, those which are left behind need a testimony. Let your life so shine. The average life is just, if I can just survive, have a little fun, but not us. Our deal is, I'm walking through darkness and I'm going to be a light. And there's going to be people that understand without a question that I am in Christ Jesus, a new creation. Uh, all things are passed away and all things have become new, Brother Jerry. I, I wish I could whoop it up like you do sometimes, man. That is so beautiful. You have coined a, a happening in our church and others don't do it exactly like you, but they're seated behind you and around you that they worship you. And would you tell us about the, uh, was it Sunday before last? had 109 in the prison ministry last week, week before last. Is that phenomenal? Yeah. Abundant life or having more than we need, that's the abundant life. Could we stand as we leave this service tonight? I hope as we sing and worship him for a few minutes that we will make a new commitment I will not let the old things take over the new days that I have left I am going to make the most of becoming a friend of people so that they can sense the spirit of the Messiah it wouldn't hurt if some of you wanted to slip down around the front.
the church actually was born in that kind of environment. After we heard the preaching, we always went to the altar area and just spent a little time sauteing in the Word as we let the Spirit of it minister to us. Our world is trying to rush us into way too many things. Feel free to pray for one another if you have to or want to. But there's a revival that's about to break loose. God bless you and anybody that wants to stay for a little longer, please feel free. But thank you so kindly for let's all put in our heart 
heads, hands into the field. God bless you tonight. Thank you so much for so many things you do.